Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. On this episode, we'll be reviewing Marvel's Werewolf by Night, currently streaming on Disney+. I'm Frank Melman. I'm Zach Slater. This is Tommy Smith-Arains. And I'm Clifton. So yes, we're going to talk about the uh, Werewolf by Night in this episode. I want to put a warning out there immediately, saying we'll be discussing and spoiling pretty much every aspect of this special. So if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it and come right back here to hear our take. Uh, if you don't care about spoilers and the like, then I would just hang out and listen. A um, little bit of a synopsis of the show or itself was, on October 7th, Disney Plus released Werewolf by Night under the Marvel Studios special presentation banner. The special was directed by Michael Giacchino and written by Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron. The story centers around the death of famed monster hunter Ulysses Bloodstone and a group of monster hunters who are there to hunt Ulysses while also going on a monster hunt to gain possession of the Bloodstone, the gem that gave Ulysses all his awesome powers. Uh, among these hunters is the werewolf by night himself, Jack Russell, played by Gael Garcia Bernal, along with Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone, Ulysses' estranged daughter. Rounding out the cast would be Harriet Samson Harris as Verusa Bloodstone, uh, Ulysses' widow and Elsa's stepmother. And then we have additional monster hunters that we can get into if we want to talk about them. So what were our first impressions? What do we think about this, this special presentation from Marvel? I loved it. I can, I can feel the heat from Universal <laughs> for them utilizing something that uh, should have came out of their park as opposed to MCU, but I loved it too. Hmm. Anything particularly jumped out at you, first impression wise? Um, I mean, first, I mean, typically I was surprised on the presentation of how they came across swinging. Like immediately mm. when you watch the show, they just uh, uh, give you the feel that's going to be different from anything they've done with Marvel with those slashes that they show in the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a bit jarring, as well as being in the black and white where they give you that um, old universal feel to us what they what those movies already incorporated that was interesting i enjoyed that yeah i didn't expect to see something like that coming out of marvel anytime soon to be quite honest yeah zach i I've, i have expected there to be like the rko was it the 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 rko lightning bolts yeah for sure yeah right, right? that's what yeah. i think i'm waiting for was something along those lines or or um universal with a biplane it had that feel of those early credits mm-hmm. um but yeah, I thought it was cool. I like. I thought the opening was really nice. I thought the bit of changing it over from the traditional Marvel um, score at the beginning to the slashes and then the 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 choir of men and women. I'm not sure what they were singing, but singing something, you know, to give you that horror feel right off the bat was nice. Clifton, any thoughts on how it started? I mean, I loved it too. Um, I liked the style. I liked the black and white. We'd kind of known from the trailer that. I think they'd confirmed it was going to be black and white as opposed to the mm-hmm. how stylish it was going to get. We weren't sure because the trailer definitely goes like full in on the, you know, cigarette burns and the melting film and, right. and all that. And I think they dialed it back to just the right amount mm-hmm. for this to, to give us like a good classic universal type horror film. Uh, so yeah, no, I love the setup of it. And I love the, the narration that we got. Mm-hmm. That just kind of sets up the venue that we're going into. Um, mm-hmm. They don't waste any time. I like. They only give us exposition right at the beginning as we need. Like this is this is why we're here in this place now. Let's mm-hmm. go. Right. I did like that uh, right off the bat. I like the quietness of it all. I thought I thought that that was like really really cool. How um you know the the director is uh is a longtime composer and this is his first actual piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, directing something in front of the camera and, and what struck me was like how like reserved he was in like with music yeah in it which I thought was really really cool and I'm kind of finding that I, I, I like when sort of you pull the music back a little bit and you and you can uh, this is sound weird but like you can hear the footsteps mm-hmm. you know what I mean uh, like I like that and I like I, I liked also like you were saying with the narration and like the cool setting and stuff like I liked how small it was and at the same time, it didn't feel small, though. No, because definitely because it's got that feeling of us being introduced to something that we obviously haven't had a whole lot of so far in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it felt like it felt like um, in watching those old Universal monster movies, the feeling of some of this was it, it almost had the feel. And I don't think it was intentional, but the idea of some of it's taking place on a soundstage, you know, like like 
you know, Castle Frankenstein or something like that. While at the same time, it is this for, you know, it is this we're wading into the monster side of, of the MCU and opening up all this stuff that we haven't really gotten into so much. We had a little bit of it with, with, you know, characters here and there, but the idea that there's a whole corner, corner of the Marvel universe that's going to be, you know, vampires and werewolves and, and all this, all, all that stuff definitely was, was something we, we haven't seen before. So. Mm-hmm. There was like a part of me when I was watching it, I thought like, is this going to be a bottle show? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like I thought yeah. for a minute, like, is it all going to be in that room? And it was, it was just kind of neat to see them like venture outside of the compound and stuff like that. And, and mm-hmm. for such a short uh, piece, which I think this was, this was like what, 50 minutes like or something, right? Like, yeah. About 40 something to 50 minutes minus credits. Yeah. There was a lot of like really, cool settings that they went into or that, that's what i mean too we're like it, right. it's just like it, it, it production wise it didn't feel small right. at all but the thing about it is only really three locations um yeah i mean one's a big the garden locations like a <laughs> maze so it had lots of sub locations but yeah i mean it's like the foyer the the chamber that we get to later and then the garden and then the set pieces inside the garden so it mm. was it was fairly small scale even still just on the grounds of this manner yeah but it has to be pretty lean overall just to get to what they need to get to um you know in seeing the trailer we talked a little bit about i don't know if we did on the podcast but we talked a little bit about the fact that um the trailer itself was done in such a way that it had like a um kind of like the 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 mock grindhouse trailers for Mm. the for those for the quentin tarantino and um oh rodriguez uh, rodriguez yes thank you robert rodriguez yeah, for that, for the that when they would the kind of the drive-in movie feel for the trailer, but the the the, the actual um, special felt more like, like I said, like more like a Universal type monster piece. Mm. But it gets right into what what they're there for, which is you know uh, Ulysses Bloodstone has died. Um, they don't really go into what killed him, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> oh well, let's roll, let's roll back a little bit because the, there is the opening bit with. Um, kind of like the the transition from yep the avengers are the modern day heroes but at one point you know in our past there were other people that you know took care of things that went bump in the night or you know held back you know other things that that might threaten humanity and ulysses bloodstone was one of them and then it had like the land the, the the latin you know phrasing and then had a lot of like the phases of the moon and stuff and then showed like different heroes from different um parts of the world i didn't notice anybody that i that i that could point out Right. You know, there was nobody's descendant or anything. It seemed like, I mean, there may have been, but I didn't catch it. Yeah. Um, but in looking at the phases of the moon, I did think it was interesting. Before this came out, I was wondering why it was set so early in October. Mm. And then yeah. it hit it hit me over the weekend. Why? Yeah. It was, yeah. That was that was <laughs> like, clever for them to do it that way too. Right. I, exactly. Because yeah. yeah, it's the 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 start of the moon cycle was was this weekend. Mm. So yeah, there was, was a, a big moon. big huge full moon on. <laughs> oh, yeah. on on Saturday, like it was right. like a gorgeous full moon when I was I'd run into errands on on Saturday. So, um, but it started on on Friday, so that made more sense as to why it was done that way. But it made me think of that when I saw it, when I was looking at the phases again. Um, but yeah, it it, it it introduces all that stuff um, about Ulysses and, and the, his his basically what he'd been up to, and then showed him fighting some early monsters. Yeah. One of them might have been a vampire. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we get the we get the bit later on in the episode where. Jack said that he fought the one that was, you know, mounted on the wall a few times. Right. Yeah. And then um, uh, mentioned that they don't mention the, the character by the, the creature by name, but there is one that is. Uh, um, I saw on Twitter someone had pointed out that it was a character called a demon called Krog, which okay. was the one the one that sort of looked like um, the Wendigo but had a forked tail. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that because I didn't know. I was like, I was like, was that Wendigo? Yeah, no, it's an actual, it's an actual character that appears in, um, I believe it was Werewolf by Night number eight. Mm. Oh, okay. Another nod to the series. Um, you know, it's one of those things where they, they square off and fight in that one. But yeah, when we're talking about Ulysses, the other things that, um, in the, in the beginning of it, you know, some of the other things they fought that I thought was interesting was, um, he fights Bigfoot and, but they call him Sasquatch. And I had that moment of, are they, they're not talking about Walter Langowski <laughs> from Alpha Flight, you know? No. No. Canadian mutant alpha flight Sasquatch. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. That was that was a moment of like, oh well, but no, I don't think it is. I don't think it's yeah. Sasquatch at all. So yeah, those are the only ones I saw. Um 
later on in the in like the hallway, there's a point where they they show what looks to be um, and Tom and I had talked about this that one of them looked like Gore, the God Butcher. Oh yeah, that they're fighting, which is mm. interesting because he doesn't quite look like he looks like that in the comics, but he doesn't look like that in the it wasn't the way he ended up looking in in Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. And then someone I was looking at again today, just getting note stuff together. Someone said they had seen um, Manphibian on one of the walls. Okay. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Manphibian, it's just it's it's what it sounds like. It's a humanoid like a uh, fish character right. that was in some of those black and white Marvel um, horror books. Um, I right. believe I believe he shows up in like a like a later. It's in Frankencastle in that arc. Um, I believe he also shows up in some other stuff lately, like uh, Legion of Night and stuff like that. Mm. But I didn't catch it. I, I was not. I was. I was hoping when I didn't know who they were hunting. I was hoping it was not going to be someone like Manphibian because it's one of those. It's a great name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have affinity for the for the character's name, but if not the character himself. So right. But all right. So so let's get the story. Like I said, uh, Ulysses Bloodstone has died. They're all there. The various hunters are there to 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 honor him. At the same time, they're there to to possibly win the Bloodstone. Um. Did anyone really know anything about Ulysses Bloodstone before going into this? Not much. I mean, not surprising for me. I knew nothing about any of these characters. The only one I have encountered was uh, um, Elsa Bloodstone. Okay. Uh, I mean, only recently, like when when Marvel's doing like the Monsters Unleashed stuff. Yeah. Um, from a couple years ago. Um, She's a fun character. Yeah, no, I liked her a lot in this. I thought I, I thought a lot of them were really cool. I thought, um, you know, it's so short and it does a lot in a in in a tight space. Mm-hmm. You know, where like uh, the characters, the other hunters, right? Like 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 not um, not Jack and not not Elsa, but the other ones. Like they all have such a strong like visual cue, right? So like you don't know anything about them, mm-hmm. but you kind of think they're cool and you want to see more of them, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, the only one that that I I thought was going to be someone was um but uh Joven. I thought Joven was going to turn out to be somebody that we'd seen with like a character from Marvel cuz the other ones um was it Azeril, Leorn and Barasso, I didn't know like I couldn't place them anywhere. I didn't see that they were any, you know, uh contemporary with any character at Marvel. Mm. Um but Kirk Kirk R. Thatcher, the guy that played Joven, interestingly enough was in um He's the punk kid from from well, 20, you know, thirty years ago was the punk kid from um, the Star Trek movie, the one where they with the whales. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, the one that was on the bus that that gets the Vulcan. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's him. Star that Trek was, Four. Yes, that was Voyage a, a Home. Thank you. That's the one. Yeah, that was he. He gets the Vulcan nerve thing from Spock when they're in the past. So <laughs> thought that was funny that he was shows up in this. But yeah, no, I agree. They they do look kind of cool, but they're they're. I was. You know, I always hope they're going to, as much as I, you know, some people don't like all the Easter eggy stuff, I wouldn't have been, would have been fine if they did actually put somebody else in there that was, a, you know, a monster hunter or something or as another villain or something. But obviously when they, spoiler, meet their fate, I guess they didn't want to um, have them be, you know, basically shown and done in, right. in one, one thing. So, yeah, it's kind of, um, I, I mean, for me, like the elephant in the room that ended up never being in the room was Blade. Yeah, that you was know? one that, but I guess, you know, it's kind of like that, um, that, uh, thing from, uh, what's his name? Jefferson from, um, Venture Brothers. Like, I guess if you're, if you, if you specialize, you know, like, wasn't Jefferson Twilight, like Jefferson Twilight, his whole thing was he only, he hunted Blackulus. Right. <laughs> right. So therefore, I guess if Blade only hunts vampires, that's, right. therefore it's not, it's monsters, but it's not yeah. technically, you know, anything and everything. Right. Yeah. Also, as we find out, he probably wouldn't have been welcomed. Sure. Well, that's right. true. That's that too as well. Um, but then uh, they have the bit with once once we've established what we're there for, and that um, you know we have Elsa show up, played by um, was it Laura Donnelly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Laura Donnelly, who I was looking forward to. I like her in the Nevers. I haven't really seen her in anything else, but I, once I saw her in that, I was looking forward to seeing her as uh, rumored as Elsa Bloodstone for quite some time. So, what do we think about Elsa? I'm looking forward to more of her work because I also saw the Nevers and she was very um, physical in that. Yeah. So I'm hoping that um, we see a lot more of what she's capable of um, doing mm-hmm. in the um, passing time, especially now that she's acquired the Bloodstone. Let's see what it 
a Gibbser or a Quizer, that that that's gonna be truly interesting. Yeah, she said I read a thing, Tommy, that said she she was interested in the part because she wanted to play off the stuff of the of what possibly, you know, getting more into the backstory of why they were estranged, as well as the fact that she could do it was a physical role that she could do. So she was excited to play Elsa Bloodstone. And then there was also the thing of um the speculation of was the did she already have some kind of powers before she got the bloodstone, like through um Ulysses? Like, did he pass something through her genetically and then the bloodstone would bring that out more or was the bloodstone solely and wholly the thing that was going to give her powers? Mm. Well, once I, some, I, I was going to say, somebody pointed out something in the uh, show itself is when she comes into the room, the bloodstone brightens up even more as yeah, if to pulses. notice her presence. Yeah, yeah it pulses. pulses. Yeah. So I think you have a, a, a lot of um, credibility to that assumption because maybe he did pass something onto her as to uh, what she could do or Maybe she's really much more in tune with the Blendstone than other people speculate. Mm-hmm. But but what I was peculiar or I was confused on how old is Ulysses Bloodstone? Like is he like uh, Vandal Savage old? I yeah. Mean, well, in the yeah in the comics he was he was kind of a Vandal Savages ish. Okay. Um, you know, been around for a long long time, and then basically mm-hmm. it's kind of like gets the Bloodstone. Um, the Bloodstone supposedly is not from the main universe. The main Marvel universe is from another one. Okay. Um, he acquires it, and then from that point on, he's like super strong and fast, and and you know can take a lot of damage, and then you know basically has healing and that kind of sort of stuff. Okay. And then from that point on, he's kind of I think he he basically goes against the like uh, an alien race at first, and from that point on, I think it's more like he's a monster hunter. He doesn't have a lot of appearances. Okay. Um, he first appears in was it Marvel Presents number one? Yeah, Marvel yeah. Presents. Yeah. He's in that. That's where his first appearance is. And he only has like a couple appearances, a handful of appearances there, maybe two. And then they switch him over to the black and white, again, horror magazines that Marvel was putting out in the 70s and like early 80s. Okay. Um, so yeah, he's kind of one of those characters that I was surprised Marvel had in their back pocket and never really did much with him. Gotcha. Right. Okay. And then the Elsa character is a much more recent creation right. of the comics, yeah. only going back about 20 years. Yeah. So when does Ulysses become like uh, animatronic, like Disney World? Um, that <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really happen. Yeah, that um, was kind of macabre. Yeah, yeah. In the comic itself, in the miniseries where Elsa is introduced, well, first off, it, it, she's 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 blonde and she's like a teenager, um, and she's not really the, she doesn't look the way that she, like quite the way she does in the series. And since then, she's kind of had a small reboot retcon where she's a redhead. And some people I know were, were annoyed or pissed off that she was that Laura Donnelly wasn't a redhead, but it's you know there's who knows what the next time we see her what she'll look like and it may be mm-hmm. the influence of the Bloodstone we don't know, but um she in the, yeah, initially she's a college student she's estranged she goes there with her mother to like um, like Castle Bloodstone or whatever and finds out that she has this um you know birthright waiting for her and then you know obviously stuff starts to happen as they do um at the I, I was talking to um to Clifton before we got started and, and, and that I saw that Gail Simone had tweeted out that she said that um, Abbott and Lanning were the two that created Elsa Bloodstone. Uh, Dan Abbott and Andy Lanning were the two that created in the, in the miniseries and Michael Lopez did the art, was the penciler. But um, Gail revealed that she was asked to come in and basically script doctor the first issue for Abbott and Lanning. <laughs> she hadn't been at Marvel very long and she was kind of like, you know, surprised that they asked for her to do that, but she fixed it and punched it up. But um, basically, the, and she also reveals at the time Marvel had a thing of if there was something popular in pop, in, in pop culture that Marvel basically said to writers, "Go ahead and make one of those for Marvel." Right. So, which wasn't new at that time. They had been no. doing that through all of their history. Sure. See, see Shang Chi. See, um, <laughs> right. Iron Fist. See, yeah. uh, you know, any of that stuff. So. Um, but no, they basically, basically melded, um, you know, Laura Croft and Buffy together to get, um, Elsa Bloodstone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I, but, I, but the, I'd never heard the thing. I'd never heard anything about the fact that Gail was even remotely involved with, uh, the character until t- like yesterday. So hmm. thought that was interesting. Yeah. But moving right along. So they introduced the other, the other character that they introduced, um, that we didn't get to yet is the, the main which is the main guy for this, which is the um, title character, the title character, the werewolf by night. Um, yeah. Jack Russell. Yeah. I find his real name to be funny. It is. It's, <laughs> is know, that, is it's, that supposed to be, or is that a coincidence? 
I no, think I, mean, it's a I assume it was a pun. Like I assume it was yeah. a pun when they created him back in oh, the seventies. Right. They just yeah. thought it would be kind of cute. Yeah, and he first appears in Marvel Spotlight number two, and he's like, I mean, that character is at this point is a fifty-year-old character, so I'm kind of surprised yeah. that you know. I think there was a plan. I think early on they said I think around the early two thousands to possibly do a horror movie with Werewolf by Night, but it never came. It never got off the blocks. Mm. Yeah. Um. I was surprised by the character itself, like because I never really cl- knew anything about it up until this point. Like mm-hmm. that kind of surprised me that it would jump out this way, but it shouldn't have, based upon how much I guess Marvel loves the character secretly. I won't say secretly, but it's just it just feels like Marvel has shown some type of attention to this character, but it's never really taken center stage like it has up until last week, you know? Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing is that he has appearances. Uh, he has a pretty, I don't know, I don't know how long a run of, of books, but you know, we've talked before about, um, Moon Knight first appears within, right. Yeah. Yeah. In that book. Number 32 is where Moon Knight first appears in the werewolf by night series. Right. We've got that. And then he, uh, werewolf by night shows up in like Marvel team up, teams up with Spider-Man. Um, he shows up a bunch of times in like tomb of Dracula. So there was, I mean, there was, I mean, it, there's got to be a following for. It. I mean, it's it's weird to think that there would just be wholly and solely one werewolf. I mean, there isn't. There's another one that's that's fairly recent, and some people mm-hmm. speculated that um, uh, Gael was going to be playing. Uh, was it Jake Gomez? No, is that right? Think so. Think so, uh, hold on one second. And that they were they were not going to do Jack Russell. Yeah, right. you're right. It is Jake mm-hmm. Gomez. Okay, that's yeah. So Jake episode. Gomez is the is the is the current, I guess, werewolf by night. But they were there was speculation that's what we were going to get, and instead mm-hmm. we got Jack Russell. And yes, it is. A, I think it's just a kind of a cute play on you know that the canine <laughs> instincts of a wolf and or dog. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought the whole thing of him, um, the whole thing of him having the the face paint was cool. I didn't know if it was sort of like a situation. Tommy, do you remember in um, in JSA when when Johns is on it and the guy the um, tries to hold Eclipso in his body? With all the, no. the rune, with all the runes no. on his body, no. Yeah, there's this, there's this, there's story. I know we're on a side, and I'm, and I'm on a tangent, but there's That's a fine. bit there's a bit in that in it, in it where someone has been his is the is the, like the sibling of someone who was victimized by Eclipso and thinks I can take Eclipso into my body, cover myself in runes with runes and sigils, and sort of somehow control this chaos lord, right? For good, um, it doesn't go well for him at all. Um, but that was what I thought of. I thought maybe these 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 markings were were designed in, in a way to help him control um, the werewolf. But no, that was not gotcha. the case. Yeah, okay. it was just like he says to honor his his ancestors. I'm uh, I'm embarrassed to say this, but like what the, the thing that got me about watching it was like it it, it hooked me at like every turn, mm-hmm. like. To, to the point where like like I got into like the funeral setting and then I got into like the the most dangerous man kind of mm. tournament like hunter mm-hmm. thing and the gimmick around that to the point that like like I forgot at some point I'm like oh yeah there's supposed to be like a werewolf in there <laughs> right right yeah, right yeah no there's yeah it, it, I agree with you uh, Zach I had a little of that um I did you know it was one of the things where I kept waiting I was thinking I mean my, I think the the thing about a werewolf and again it's one of the things where like a, that goes in the creation of the Hulk too, is the idea of like a lot of times you're just waiting for that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just waiting for someone to push Bruce Banner right. or, you know, or, or shove Betty and then it's on, you know, yeah, hey, it comes out. out there. Yeah. 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 And I kind of had that feeling here too, especially was like, you know, it, it, he's the, you know, he is the title character. So you're mm-hmm. waiting for that moment for it to be a thing of, Oh, well, he's going to, you know, sooner or later he's going to turn into a werewolf. Right. Yeah. Um, and the narration sets up the tension because the last mm-hmm. bit of the narration is like, what are they going to do when they find a monster in their midst? And, right. Yeah. And right, shows yeah. him like yeah. walking yeah. through the door. Yep. Yeah. For me, like, I've, you know, I have some familiarity with the character. I've got some werewolf, old Werewolf by Night stuff in my collection. And that setup was like kind of an interesting thing to me because I was like, I know kind of what the character is from the comics. And it's not really like he's just a guy that minds his own business, kind of, or wants to. Mm. in the comics so that setup was intriguing to me where i was like where are they going with this like why is he here <laughs> like right, among yeah. these people are they playing him as a monster hunter in this which is possible and i'm like well it'd be a different take so we'll see uh but yeah so that was an intriguing thing to me knowing a little bit about the character just having it play opposite to you know the history that i was expecting of the character mm. but to me they they put out a lot of uh eggs out there or like subtle nods to that it was him. 
Um, one is the presentation. He's the one that's looking at the rooms going down the hallway as what we see. Another thing, too, is um, if you see when they gather, they all gather at different wings of the moon except the full moon as to, you know, as to give you the notice that they know better than to um, gather when the mm-hmm. werewolf is um, able right. to be there at that same night. Right. Um, another thing, too, was the uh, when sh- when the old lady, the uh, um, stepmom, let's, yeah, stepmom, the evil, evil Disney, stepmom, the evil yeah, Disney yeah, stepmom. <laughs> yes, the evil <laughs> Disney stepmom, where she's telling everybody, praising them for their kills. And she comes to uh, 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 Russell's character and is like over 100. I was like, yeah. that's got to be him. Because everybody's <laughs> like, yo, he's he's a he's a he's a monster, but he doesn't come across as such. He's like, oh, thanks, guys. You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's like you know, just a mild mannered um, individual. So I was like, ah, that has to be him. But mm-hmm. uh, but I agree with Zach as far as you, uh, the setting and what they describe, and even the introduction of Elsa, almost takes you and forgets what the uh, the show's about really. Yeah. So um, at that point, you're trying to see how it all weaves together. Um, because I, again, I'm not familiar with the character enough to know that where they're taking it or how they're leading it on. But, um, as you later watch, you see the ties to it. And then if you go back and look at the history of the character, it's almost brilliant of how you get to see what three origin stories all at the same time, mm-hmm. which is, it's fascinating. Yeah. I, I really, I really enjoyed that. Like I didn't know. Yeah. Um, th- th- like I kind of forgot about it and then it hooked me in the other ways too. And, and, you know, and, and. I have probably least amount of familiarity with these characters of anybody here talking. And it's like, like there, there was a point of me again, where like, I wasn't even sure if he was the werewolf I suspected, but I was like, but in the beginning too, I'm like, I'm like, are they hunting the werewolf? Like, is that what what they're going on? You know? Right. No, I thought that, I thought so too. I thought there was going to be almost a, like a, a world's most dangerous game element of like, as soon as they realize he is, he becomes the, the thing they hunt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's cool stuff. I liked his performance a lot. Like, I, I liked also just sort of like like how how nice he was. He mm-hmm. was super cordial and polite and and <laughs> kind of soft spoken about everything and and you know non confrontational. And like what Tommy was saying, like when when it was played off against, you know, you have a hundred kills, right? It's like, oh, okay, interesting. I you know I. I'll say, man, like the the director, he's got chops. Yeah, no, was very first, well done for his first for time his out. For first sure, first time out. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so we so we talked a little bit about Ulysses and the fact that he's been monster hunter for a long time, and then you've got these people gathered, and then they set up the fact that in order to basically win the bloodstone. Oh, we we almost skipped over the quick thing about the animatronic. I don't know why that that was a thing. I remember correctly, if I remember his death in the comics, he basically had to get reduced to dust, like someone rips the bloodstone off him. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a Captain America arc in which um, it's almost like a, a G.I. Joe plot where they're trying to get all the pieces of the bloodstone back together. You know, it's him and Diamondback against Crossbones and like um, Red Skull or somebody trying to get mm-hmm. it back in the, in like the early 90s, but I don't remember how that plays oh, out. Oh, man. <laughs> I just had a moment. Yeah, you just say Captain America, and it had me going like, "Man, are we ever going to get like Werewolf Cap?" Maybe we might get Cap <laughs> at some point. Yeah, we could because that's in that same maybe. run in that Gru- Mark Grunewald run. It's the same thing as Cap Wolf. Um, but yeah, th- that's like so. I don't know what I don't know exactly. I was always confused. I was kind of surprised because I thought originally when I saw the trailer that the, the the corpse in the in the casket wasn't Bloodstone. I thought it was another character called Simon Garth who is the zombie who's like a zombie that has like oh, right. that has like mm. I think he's sentient. I think he's not like a typical zombie, but when they want to do some zombie stuff sometimes at Marvel, another 70s character, they'll throw him out. So but no, I was surprised with the animatronic um, you know, Hall of Presidents Ulysses yeah, Bloodstone. Yeah. I mean he definitely serves the purpose of the crypt keeper. With right. the puns and, yeah, and the pun. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. It's neat though. I mean, like it it's it's surprising and and like and like, huh? Like what the, what is that? Right. But like surprising even when you're like I, I remember just like aesthetically, like like the style of, of the room. I was like, the casket standing. That's an yeah. interesting <laughs> style. And I just thought like that was kind of a cool yeah, uh, uh, twist on things, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, you think maybe there's something up with it, but when it becomes when it's <laughs> Yeah. You know, the Chuck E. Cheese singers. <laughs> right, right. The band, yeah. But yeah. no, even the casket has like a, a sign on the back that says this end up. 
yeah. pointing up so that they could prop him up properly so he's not going to be over the door and fall out or you know give his speech but yeah i thought that was that was a cool bit i like that so okay so they get there they draw their they did they draw their their lots about who's going to go first or whatever and it's going to be um jack jack gets the first lot and then they do the 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 flaming tuba which was great <laughs> <laughs> which was so yeah. like light the way everybody loves the flaming tuba <laughs> oh it's it's awesome there's that bit and then which is like you know blowing that disconcerting note of like letting people go and like letting know like who's coming behind you or who's going to be next there's another one coming um and then we get into what they're hunting right because he's mm-hmm. kind of wandering around and you got that moment of something grabs him and you think oh no that might be it for jack or this is where he turns but that's not it. We get our big reveal of what they're hunting and they're what they're hunting is, is the man thing, which yeah. I was kind of like, I thought that's great. That's really cool. <laughs> I don't, you know, the idea that, um, you know, that character that, that I think only was mentioned once before in all of, of the MCU. And that's like an, a, a throwaway bit with, um, Maria Hill in, mm. in agents of shield. And that was, that was the only time granted there was a, wasn't there a man thing horror movie? I thought. Oh, I can't uh, remember. Well, my 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 uh, it's not really the same but it was adjacent was mm. that weird commercial in wandavision that described the nexus as a pill yeah yeah that's true. that's that's what i recall i thought that was the easter egg or the connective tissue to show you mm. that it was coming right that's what i remember it as yeah no you're right they do mention the nexus there because he is yeah. a nexus of all realities the man thing is um then- i i thought the the way they portrayed man thing was awesome i love mm. that part of it <laughs> um, I love the whole thing of like, have you met Ted bit, you know, from, <laughs> yeah, from yeah. how I met your mother, but still it was Ted, you know, Ted Salas. Um, you know, if you're not familiar with Ted Salas, he's got a similar origin to swamp thing, but he came first by a couple months. Right. Um, yeah, the, he's trying to research the super soldier serum, um, is being chased by aim ends up injecting himself with it instead. So they don't get it. And then crashes his car in the swamp. And then he becomes man thing. Um, Tom and I talked about it before the podcast when we actually had watched it and how much we love the fact that they use the um anything that knows fear burns burns at <laughs> right. the touch of the yeah. man thing burns yeah. the touch of the man thing because we got mm-hmm. to see people right not that I, not that i'm into the fact that people got burned alive and turned to ash <laughs> but it was pretty cool the way it was done yeah, very much yeah it was interesting that they didn't like he didn't explain it at all it's all in subtext where yes he's just like treat him like your friend <laughs> right <laughs> you'll be right. fine yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but then you see like other people, they, they just get disintegrated because that's Hell what he yeah. does. If mm-hmm. you're afraid, if you have fear in your heart, yeah, <laughs> his yeah, touch man, will they, destroy you. Yeah. That's, um, got a note from an engineer saying another man thing reference, Iron Man three, uh, that agent Brandt has f- the face scars. Her first name is never mentioned in the movie, but her last name is Brandt. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that one. I thought it was just the one where like said Maria Hill, but that's pretty cool. Mm. It is cool. Um, but yeah, so you basically, you know, any, the Ted and the, the fact that, that Ted is, is got the bloodstone attached to him and they have to, they have to kill him supposedly to get the bloodstone. Um, you know, and then it's like, basically, you know, um, you've got, uh, hunters running into, to both Jack and, um, Elsa. And then Elsa shows that she's resourceful and she's clever right. and she defeats the, you know, she's able to defeat the, the one guy. Right. Cause the, it is a competition. So all the hunters are hunting each other too. Right. They're right. all take, trying to take each other out as well. Right. As the yeah. monster to get the prize. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, you know, it was nice that the, when they end up in the crypt together, um, Jack and Elsa, and they have the moment of talking about family, you know, and that, um, cause in the comics and then I guess in, in this as well, Jack has inherited his, his lycanthropy from his father, um, much the same way that else is, as you know, again, we don't know for sure whether powers comes from the bloodstone alone or is going to be enhanced by the bloodstone, but she's definitely got this monster hunter streak from her father, Ulysses. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that, but I thought that the family talk was nice. Um, and then just the realization that, um, you know, that once that, once that, once they manage to get the, the the man thing free with the with the bomb in the wall, um, and Elsa gets the bloodstone, Jack is Jack is revealed to be a monster himself, and then they're in the soup because obviously Elsa was um, conspiring with a monster, which apparently was a big uh, no no. The way that um, her evil stepmother reacted to the fact that she had had basically helped out Jack, right? right? So I liked all that. I thought the um, 
once we get to that scene and they're they're doing the chanting and stuff, and then it becomes a thing of um, I I like the transformation and I didn't like the transformation. What what else think about how he transformed into the wolf, or werewolf? I'm fine with it. I, I to me, I, it was a refreshing change that they made them transform and they didn't CGI it. That was nice. I mean, right? No, I'm glad yeah, they went back. I'm glad they went practical, sure. Yeah, with all the pushback people did with the initial Hulk and the current She-Hulk, mm-hmm. um, it was refreshing to see them. Again, he went to the old school roots of the uh, prosthetics and the makeup and right. things of that nature. And I think, uh, I don't know, uh, Clifton, maybe you saw it, but I definitely didn't see it. But based upon the shock and the, uh, excuse me, based upon the shot and the scene of Elsa witnessing the transformation, yeah. they said, uh, they had to switch the person or mm-hmm. basically from when they turned back to his transformed state, you can, uh, they, it was tricky because um, it couldn't, they didn't switch the camera away from her. So from Jack Russell being normal to Jack Russell being monst- monstrous into werewolf of night had to be a quick thing. Is that, is that what you saw? No, like they were doing Something. a, what? like they were doing a long take without a cut. So exactly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. It looked like the thing, I think, Tommy, the thing was like, um, was just the idea of trying to slip in an actor in between the strobe effect. Yes, yes. Of, of basically, which I thought was cool. I mean, I, granted, I was hoping to see the whole, you know, like uh, Werewolves of London <laughs> transformation. American, American Werewolf, the old like Rick Baker yeah. classic. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I that was one. thinking that's a, Thriller. That's where yeah. my mind went to. <laughs> Same but makeup I, artist. But, yeah. But I mean, know. I was, I was, I was hoping we'd get some, but I mean, again, like with the, I, I was glad they went practical, but they didn't CGI it. Um, if you know anything about the Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr., it's the, um, or Lon Chaney, which with, um, you know, it was, they painstakingly had to put that make on, on makeup on him and used yak hair <laughs> for the Wolfman. And it was like, they, I remember reading a book as a kid and seeing how they did it strand, like had to do it strand by strand. So I don't know if they did the same sort of thing for this, but I thought the look overall of the werewolf was really good. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's definitely a throwback. It's a throwback to the to the universal werewolf. Mm. It's a throwback to the Michael Landon. I was a teenage werewolf. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, I thought about that. Yes, yeah, which yes, was a was. little bit after 1957 for the Michael yeah. Landon one. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, for going with the overall vibe of what we had had in this show so far, I think it's a perfect look uh, mm. for the werewolf. And and like there is, it is weird because it it does play against our expectation of what we expect werewolves to look like. And and now werewolves, like that's what they were then. Yeah. And yeah. now werewolves in pop culture have kind of become, I guess, based on uh, American werewolf in London, really. Cause mm. I think ever since that is, is all the pop culture werewolves have kind of gravitated towards that where they're like big with a wolf head and mm-hmm. hunched over. Yeah. And yeah, it, was, it was just interesting to play against like kind of that expectation to go back to like the classic in yeah. this old black and white piece that we're watching. Yeah, there's yep. um, there's not a lot about the making of this yet. I mean, this had just come no. out, so I mean, stuff's gonna pour out. But what's surprising to me is that uh, all reports so far are like that Feige wasn't sold on the black and white. No, yeah. I heard that for, too for the longest time, and it wasn't until like I saw something that it was like the third print of it. You know, they had done like three <laughs> passes of it. Mm. Where he finally got kind of convinced to to like go ahead and do and sign off on the black and white because right. he saw what they were doing, which I which again which which you know makes me think the director like really has a lot of skill here, but he kind of was was like knew what he was going for, mm. um, and kind of did it in a way because one of the things that got me is like in watching it, like I'm looking at the wardrobe and the wardrobe weirdly has a way of of fitting into old timey looking and modern at the same time. Like, right. uh, you know, like uh, Elsa looks super modern because mm-hmm. there's a leather, you know, leather duster and stuff like that and everything. But I mean, but that's also kind of her character is that like, yeah. she kind of comes in and she has a little bit more of a, 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 of, of a modern sensibility than I think the other hunters in the room. Right. You know? And so I just think it's kind of neat how it all sort of like meshes up like that. Um, you know, but I mean, supposedly he was filming this with like, a calibrated black and white monitor on set. Hmm. So like just in case they let him do the black and white, like he could <laughs> kind of shoot for that yeah. also right. kind of see what everything looked like. Well, to me, I thought the black and white was doing double duty. I mean, one, it, it plays into the homage of being that old timey um, horror film aesthetic. Right. Mm-hmm. And then two, when, when that werewolf breaks loose, 
the damage and right. the yeah. visceral yeah. violence that yeah. is never seen in a Marvel yeah. uh, uh, special yeah. is able to be done because yeah. you can't see all the blood and decapitation and what he goes for in that black and white. Um, yeah, my reaction was that the the blood splatter that we get, yeah, the blood That's splatter, it. they that would not have happened not in black and white. We wouldn't have no. gotten splashes of blood across yeah. the camera. Well, but but to me, it reminds me of what Tarantino did with um Kill Bill, um the House of Flying Lotus up scene where um mm-hmm. she fights uh, um um Lucy Liu, yeah, where the whole scene is done in black and white based upon to keep the rating or to keep the uh the general grotesqueness of seeing all that blood splatter everywhere is done in black and white um that's to me what immediately uh screamed through as to why it helps in that regard because again like you just said clifton that that blood splatter would be a whole different rating had it been in color yeah yeah, but there's also the fact that Elsa can be, I mean, we, we also can see Elsa put a sword into someone's head. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, we yeah. haven't seen that level of violence or um, right. really in anything else. I mean, in other projects that were Marvel characters, but not necessarily in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, did she earlier do that with the guy with the arrow through his jaw? Yeah, I mean, no. there's that too. <laughs> yeah. 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 She gets away with a lot. Yeah. And so. using his arm as a weapon. Yep. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah, literally. yeah, literally. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome, though. <laughs> it was. It was very cool. So, all right. Any final thoughts as we're wrapping things up? Uh, uh, less is more. The fact that we got three introduction of three strong characters mm-hmm. in just a short span of time, and maybe what uh, cameos of vampires or Dracula. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I. For me, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with this piece of. Um, lore and to see if it incorporates it and then there's the speculation um all that stuff the man thing had yeah did he have it or did he like gather it from other stuff from the nexus you know mm-hmm. i was just speculating oh, you mean, you mean the stuff at the end yeah at the campsite yeah, yeah. possibly mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought. I mean, that was one thing about the the, the transition from from black and white to color. Once uh, Elsa gets the bloodstone, is the, just the fact that we get to see Man Thing in color and thought, my God, that's a beautiful design. Yeah, that was yeah. that was one where I was like, is that is that another thing where like black and white's buying them some stuff, like mm-hmm. like black and white's buying them some less critical views on Man Thing. Like, what does this look like? Because it looks great in black and white. Yes, and then we see it in color. I'm like, man, it looks even better in color. Yeah, it's even better in color. Yeah, <laughs> so. That was one for me. The again, like kind of going where Tommy is thinking about like what this might go to and because it is it's isolated. It's a thing on its own compared to a lot of the stuff that MCU has done before. I mean, just stylistically, the setting, the characters, it's all original. Uh, I did think it was great because it did feel like a special, like a TV mm. special from the you know 70s, 80s, like we grew up on, where it is yeah. like this self-contained thing where they give you just enough and like there could certainly be more and, and a lot of TV stuff, you know, kind of was pilot sort of, uh, but it, for this one special, like this is all you need. Like it's given you everything you need. And, and this one did in that, it, like it's a completely new setting, a completely new world of, mm-hmm. of MCU, but it gives you all the pieces you need to sit there and enjoy the ride. Um, but just another thing, like going way, way back to the opening credits, we get that, like black and white silhouette of the mm-hmm. Avengers mm-hmm. Uh, seen in the opening credits before we get into this world. And I think that was kind of to say like, that's the world, you know, like yeah. this is what's going on under the surface. Like this is right. what's in the shadows of that world and has been going on. And, and then likewise, the, the change to color at the end, the, uh, the good old wizard of Oz like <laughs> colorization uh, sequence. I think again was kind of be like, nope. And like now we're, this is the world. Like we're yeah, now yeah. bridging this world back into the MCU yeah. that, you know, a little bit. That's how I took it too. That's the bridge. I'm like, that's the moment where it's stepping into the MCU. And this is, you know, also cause so now we can see the red leather jacket and be right. like, <laughs> and, and, and know like, Oh, that's her for yeah. whatever. She pops up again. Right. You know, um, yeah, no, I uh like I said at the top of it, I I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I can't wait to watch it again. I think um 
you know, looking at phase four, um, um, which I've enjoyed a lot. And I think, frankly, you, you put uh, very nicely to past episode where like sort of the, the, the confusion with phase four and the uneasiness that you have watching phase four is that because it's like, well, it's act one again. Like oh, yeah. doing all setup stuff yeah. and it's like it's all back to it, one yeah and it's like we, we've been years and years and years and years watching mcu like with the knowledge of like thanos and infinity stones and everything mm-hmm. like that and it's and it's like that moment in the first avengers movie where he turns where thanos turns and looks at the screen and at that moment now everybody knows where everything is going yeah and it's just like well we haven't had that thanos moment yet no. In phase four. So we still don't know where, where everything's headed. Um, and it, it does feel like, like, so out of left field, like, where's this stuff going to fit? And, right. and, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, but this, this and, uh, Dr. Strange are probably like my two favorite things of phase four so far. Yeah. I really like this one. It was great. I really enjoyed yeah. it. I wanted to say something too, was the connective tissue of what they're showing here is probably the strongest connective tissue other than, Doctor Strange, which mm-hmm. was um, that red power glow. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this is the first connective tissue with everything else. As far as it felt like that weird uh, thing that came when Wanda used her power that was circling around the Bloodstone whenever it was used. Same thing occurred. Um, also, there's a history of um, um, Werewolf by Night to appear in what the Midnight Suns. And which is with mm. Blade as well as uh, Morbius. Right. Which we did get a Morbius film. Maybe this is... Um, <laughs> How you um, bridge all that? I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I don't think it's Morbin time anymore. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Just saying. I mean, that and the end of Spider-Man, uh, it felt like they're working with Sony for some for some reason. Right. Yeah. But, you know, stuff is going to happen. Um, whatever they choose to do. Right. No, I'm bridging out of it. I could see like... Uh, like a Midnight Suns team up happening. So yeah. like you've got Avengers on the surface and then you've got this other team working in the shadows that yeah. some of which we've likely seen before already. I some think, members yeah. of which. But screaming uh, to me, it, it feels like what, what, what Frank was saying with this being the groundwork on up, I'm seeing the multiple teams being created all at the same time. We have young Avengers. We have the, um, Midnight Suns, maybe. We also have, um, was it the group that deals with um, Daredevil? The Defenders. I mean, it, it's just a subtle nod to create other subgroups other than Avenger that uh, uh, fight all aspects of crime and villainy yeah. in the and Marvel Universe. The Thunderbolts, which we know yeah, is coming yeah. too. Yeah, the Thunderbolts as well. You're correct. So the, here's hoping that they're creating um, just different genres within um, the MCU that if you don't like capes, you don't have to watch capes, you know? Right. Yeah. All right. So with the time we have remaining as we wrap up, uh, what's another Marvel character deserving of a Marvel Studios special presentation banner? But first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube at letmenowhowitis.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a review. Finally, if you want to suggest a topic, let us know in the comments, Twitter, or our email. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials at LMKHII, and our email is info at letmenowhowitis.com. Tommy, do you have an idea of a Marvel character deserving of a Marvel Studios special presentation banner? Yes, I do, and I'm ashamed to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. All right. Deadpool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He's the most outlandish, out-leer character. He can be everywhere and nowhere all at once. Okay, you think he can fit in any place? Yes, he'll always be a special uh, presentation because... He's a special character. So, in lieu of in, before we get the actual movie, you'd rather have him show up in a special. It'd be fun. Okay. No, I agree. I think it would too. I think it'd be really good. Zach, how about you? Um, I'm gonna go with the low hanging fruit, and I'm gonna say let's keep the Halloween thing and let's do Tomb of Dracula next. Yeah, year. <laughs> I agree. Because I'm- also, I think because we're it's supposed to have Blade next November. Hmm. Unless they're, I mean, they just lost a director, so I don't know if if it's going to move. Hopefully, it's going to stay the same. But I think it'd be really cool if the first glimpse of Blade we mm. get is Tomb of Dracula, which was his first appearance in the comics. Also, right? Yeah, I saw I saw people saying uh, already Giacchino should direct Blade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> based off of this, a lot film, of people. Yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of people are like, yeah. no, no, get him, get him right now, which which would be fun. Yeah, that's know, a good I, idea. His first outing was, you know, was pretty great. So, Clifford, do you have an idea? Um, first thing, I do hope they run that special banner, like the rainbow and the drums things on top mm-hmm. of the, the Guardians Christmas. Yes, I hope they do too. <laughs> the Guardians holiday special, whatever that's called, I think right. later this year. I do hope that we just keep using that old, good old, like, 70s, 80s throwback special intro. It's so great. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm like, oh, we're getting Ricky Tiki Tavi. Cool. <laughs> You're fun. You're so fun. I still remember, like, the the hype as a kid when that would come yeah. on. and be like, oh, like, something special. It's going to be something good. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be peanut special or <laughs> right, Christmas right. special. Yeah, Great I pumpkin. Yeah. Could be anything. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I do hope they use that again for that one. Um I mean, the only thing I'm thinking of is is a couple projects, like one of which had been kind of developed at a point and then stopped, and that was uh, damage control, mm. which mm. be nice to get, you know, just something out of uh, exploring. It was the comic by McDuffie, and it's it's risen in a form in MCU, not right. exactly like it did in the comics. No. In the comics, they were contractors that just cleaned up messes mm. uh, created by superheroes. In MCU, so far, they've been some like a pseudo-governmental agency. Yeah, kind of replacement for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you could still do, like, some of the workplace comedy oh, yeah. situations that are from the comics, even in the MCU version that we've gotten. So I think it would be a fun special. Yeah, the Damage Control comics got a fairly good cast in it that that definitely plays off of, you know, some of the more absurd pieces from the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe really well. So I think that would work. Yeah. And it can just take place between you know, events or movies very well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that would work. Um, mine would be, and this is going to be an odd choice. I think if um, I would go with squirrel girl, mm-hmm. okay. that would be my choice as a, as, as a, as a Marvel um, studio special presentation banner episode. <laughs> right. um, ever since we saw like the, the production, the, some of the stills, I, I don't know if anyone else saw them of um, uh, Milana Vitrube. Yep. Was of, of the squirrel girl in her costume. I thought she looked great. I think she's a good addition. Yeah, that was for the the unused New Warriors pilot right. that was filmed a few years back. Yeah, I think that would be great. I think it'd be a fun way to get her in. And then once she's established, you can use her other places if you want to, or never refer to her again. It's totally up to you. <laughs> right. Um but I think I think, you know, I I, I like her as, as a as a comedian and actress. I think she'd be great as addition. And you know, it's a shame that New Warriors did go forth and then be a thing. So mm-hmm. All right, this was good. I think we I think we covered pretty much everything we could. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>